0: we would just try and fill our time with a lot of free things. And then it also allowed us to get creative with like side hustles because the best way to not spend money is to spend time making it.
1: This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids & Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill. And today we're talking about increasing our savings rate, spending less so we can meet our big financial goals. With nearly 80% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck, most of us could use some help with saving a bit more. Our guest today is Jen Smith, and she's going to show us how. Jen and her husband paid off $78,000 of debt in just under two years. Not only is she a debt-crushing wizard, but she's also the author of the Amazon best-selling book, The No-Spend Challenge Guide. Her advice has been featured in Business Insider, Money.com, and U.S. News. And when Jen's not talking about money, she's running half marathons and making super cool t-shirts. I got to get one of these (laughs) t-shirts. Welcome to the show, Jen.
0: Andy, your enthusiasm makes me sound so cool. Well, you are cool.
1: (laughs) You do cool stuff. I love it. (laughs) I'm so glad
0: to be here.
1: Well, Jen, let's inspire some folks. So where did the $78,000 of debt come from?
0: So it came from mostly student loans. I wish I could say it was something fun like credit card debt or that I did. Something
1: <laughs> I like how that's more fun. <laughs> right. Uh,
0: but it was mostly student loans and 4,000 of it was from a car loan.
1: Okay. So 4,000 from a car loan. Awesome. And then, um, so tell us how, how did you, how did you crush this debt? You did it in two years. That's nuts. How, how did you do that?
0: I know the original timeline was five years. And originally when my fiance at the time said he wanted to pay off his student loans, I was like, I'm not, I'm not into that. I don't want to spend the rest of my twenties, like living under a rock and having no fun. And I had even more student loan debt than he did. So it kind of made me feel bad for thinking that way. But over time, he, over a short period of time, like by the time we got married, he had convinced me that like this was the way that we were going to succeed and, and reach our goals and be able to do the things we wanted to in life. So literally, when I got home from our honeymoon, I got on the internet to find side jobs. And I was underemployed at the time. So my full-time job would only give me 25 hours. Travis had just left a job because it was like three to four hours south. And so when we got married, we wanted to live in the same house. Uh, So he was unemployed when we started paying off debt. So I thought side hustles, that was our way to do it. And uh, I got so many so quickly that within two months, (laughs) I had contracted shingles from the stress. Yes. And overworking.
1: That sounds not Uh, comfortable.
0: It is the most uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I haven't given birth yet, so I can't compare it to that. But that is what everybody says uh, is the comparison. So I'll see in May uh, how it compares.
1: <laughs> oh, um, what? What? What is it? What's this? An announcement right here? Yes. Yeah, so Congratulations. I'm, thank you. Thank wow, you. Wow, May. I love it. Very cool. You know,
0: so close. But so that was the time when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to out earn, um, my mindless spending and that I was going to have to budget and not just budget, but actually spend less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is when I started exploring becoming frugal and not just like buying cheap purchases all the time. Cause that doesn't make you frugal. Um, so so that's how we did it. We did it with side hustles moderately and then just being really really frugal cuz I'm the spender in my relationship.
1: So so, so you were you were yeah. kind, so that's that's really interesting. So your 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 husband now was the saver and kind of brought you on and you were the spender and, and in your eyes it's like, well, I'll just make some more money and then I can keep spending, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't think I was a spender because I was not spending on like big expenses. Like they were, you know, $5 and $10 expenses. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't thinking about it and they were cheap. So I thought they were okay. Uh, and, and it turns out it was not.
1: Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about some of that. So what are the, some of the things that you did with your husband to spend less or budget? Tell us about the process.
0: So we started budgeting together even when we were engaged. So we didn't combine our finances till we got married, but, uh, we were using every dollar and that's a really great budgeting app for like manually tracking transactions. And that was really key for us when we were starting out. Cause we really needed to be aware of what we were spending on and mint is great. Automatic transaction syncing is awesome, but we really needed to do it manually so that we could like come to terms with all the things we were buying and so that's where we started and then when i was exploring on how to like really cut expenses that's when i started doing no spend challenges so they were kind of like total spending detoxes so i could just take a step back and just ask myself why why am i buying this why is this in my hand, or why am I in this drive-through? Which is such a simple question, but because we have this autonomy to do whatever we want, we rarely get the opportunity to ask ourselves that.
1: Wow! So to walk us through a no-spend challenge. So am I? Am I stopping spending for a month? Is it a day? What? How, how do you? How do you work this? How does it work?
0: So I started with a month because I'm a very all-or-nothing person. Wow! And I really wanted to see. Like numbers, I wanted to see a a really good amount uh, that I could put extra towards our debt. But as I started researching online and like doing all of this, people are doing them in every kind of capacity, and they're they're calling them all kinds of different things, too, like zero day challenge, spending fast, uh, shopping ban. So it's it comes in all different shapes, sizes, and colors, but. I, re- I recommend if you're like me to like start with a month, but totally, totally okay to start with a day or a weekend or a week. And then I just did it with personal spending in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not spend on any of those. And sometimes I would do restaurants like if I was with my husband, because I never forced him to do a challenge with me. Mm-hmm. It was always just like a personal thing. And, uh, so, but I know some people will like stop buying groceries too. Uh, so they'll like exchange fresh produce for frozen, make a lot of freezer meals to prep all that stuff, um, clear out their pantry. So it's really flexible and customizable to whatever situation you're in.
1: Tell us what personal spending means. You said personal spending, What, what, what falls into that category for you?
0: My personal spending is mostly lattes. <laughs> if we're being honest, I've never been much of a things shopper, but I've always been an experiences shopper. I gonna
1: say, so I, I was going to say David David Bach would probably really like this conversation, I right? <laughs> I, I was looking for my book. Everybody who's watching so the video,
0: <laughs> I, I probably have that book in arm's reach too, um, but. Yeah, I love experiences like spending time with people. So that was always my personal spending. And so, and we live two hours from Disney. So occasionally, oh. like once a year, um, I would buy like a ticket to Disney. So it was kind of like stuff like that um, that I had to cut out of my life.
1: And you did this all during this two year process, right?
0: Yeah. So I. I didn't do a ton of them, but I would do a month, like maybe once a quarter, uh, and then just to kind of reset. And then every time I did it, it would be a little different because I would have different struggles. I would be like winning at different things and, um, need different amounts of money or, or whatever. It was usually if I had a really bad month, the month before and so a lot then I would like. Do a detox the next month, or if we were so close to paying off one like little loan, do a spending challenge, just to get that loan like paid off.
1: Wow! So so seventy eight thousand in two years. Uh, could could you share how much you guys were making around that time? Even a range is fine.
0: Yeah. So we were making um, around. 88,000 if you include all of our side hustles. So, definitely more than the average, mm-hmm. but like not near six figures. So, that's incredible.
1: That is incredible. Was, that's determination. That is, that's some no spending for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. When I look back and I think about like all of the things that we did without spending money, like we got so creative. <laughs> things. And that's what frugality and like not spending really allows you to do is like get your creative juices
1: flowing. That, that's a really good point. So if when you were not spending on certain things throughout the month, you probably, I mean, it's just the mother of invention, right? Like you're like, okay, well maybe I'll do these other free things. So what's what sort of stuff did you start doing that were not expensive?
0: <laughs> uh, we started, we would um, find free trials for things like free trials for gyms or free trials online for like audio books or, or anything that had a free trial. Um, we were there or like free events. We would look at all the free events in the area and, and go to all the ones, you know, that we could, um, we would just try and fill our time with a lot of free things. Yeah. And then it also allowed us to get creative with like side hustles because the best way to not spend money is to spend time making it. So
1: that's, a, that's, yeah. the, that's the quote of the episode right there. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love, yeah, I am. I'm convinced of that one fact.
1: Well, it makes sense, right? I mean, once you force yourself to say, Hey, I cannot spend money, you start to get inventive, right? You you can go on a walk, you go to the library, you go to these free concerts. It's amazing. It's like, uh, it forces you to be inventive, right?
0: I know when I was writing, um, my book, the no spend challenge guide, I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to fill a book with just telling people like don't spend money, but it's like all the things that go on in your brain during the time you're not spending, like those are the things people need help with. And so I, I, just brain dumped all of the things that came up over the years of not spending like to help people process that.
1: makes a lot of sense. I love it you know this is this is not all about deprivation though, right? It's not all about lack. You guys went nuts for a season there for your two years. You paid off 78 thousand dollars in debt and, and student loans and a little bit more. So how did things change when you became debt free?
0: We definitely spent a little bit more than we did, um, while we were paying off the debt. Um, we had a tree fall on our house like 10 days after we paid off our debt because thank you, Hurricane Irma. Um, but we, we got more comfortable, but we found that after we got comfortable, we were craving that goal, like reaching those goals, like that feeling that came while paying off debt. So we just kind of transferred that to like savings goals for our retirement accounts and other things. So we're still, we're saving more than we would have ever been able to if we had not had that two year experience, like hands down. Um, And then also the things that we put into like play while we were paying off debt, like to make passive income, those weren't giving us any income when we were paying off debt that they are now. So well, tell us some uh, of
1: those things. What what are some of those things that are providing you passive income now?
0: So, um, uh, the biggest one is my book publishing. Um, so I've written two books. One is the no spend challenge guide and one is meal planning on a budget. And those were like the content for those books is a direct result of those two years. It's all the things that, I did not know and that I'm sure so many other people did not know that I just wanted to be a guide. And I don't put myself on a pedestal and claim to be an expert. I just wanted to get it out there to help people like me fully knowing that I'm not an expert or a super saver. So those have been the, the best things. Um, and then also designing t-shirts, uh, on Merch by Amazon is super cool and doing Airbnb. Like once we started or once we uh, were able to pay off the debt, we were able to buy furniture for our home because we had our spare bedrooms were just empty. Um, And so once we were able to buy furniture, we started doing Airbnb um, and that's been a really great
1: source too. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Thanks for checking out our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. Well, let's talk about uh, ways that people can increase their savings rate. So we we obviously heard your story, and you know, inspired by you know the no spend challenge. What are some ways that people can just kind of look at their look at their finances and save more?
0: I think first it depends on how much you're making in your full time job. If it's a really good, lucrative job that you have the opportunity to make over time or make more sales in, then I think it comes down to watching your spending. Because like, I always remember getting shingles and it really solidified in my mind that I don't want to be a slave to working. Like I want to be okay with whatever amount um, we're bringing into the household. And that involved transforming my spending habits. So that would be that this advice for people with good jobs. And then if you're not, if you're in the lower end of the spectrum and, and that's not an option for you, there are ways to figure out how to make passive income. And I always recommend passive income over, you know, Uber or delivering pizzas or those are all great in the short term. If you're paying off debt and you need just like some quick cash but if you want to build long-term wealth, you want to have money that is making you money like while you sleep. Oh, so,
1: yeah. That's the good Yeah, way.
0: that that's the good stuff. So, yeah, I would say focus more on that if your income is already on the lower side for your full-time job.
1: All right. And then uh, for for people who are let's say they're, you know, they're making good money but they're also spending all of it. You know, like they're make, let's say they're making $100,000 a year and they're spending all of that 100000 Where's like the first place that they could look to say, all right, maybe there's some areas in my budget I could take a look at and, and uh, make a difference here?
0: Yeah, it's crazy how easy that is to do, actually. Um, but I would say look at the biggest expenses and start from there. Because you can, I mean, you can clip coupons, you can get rebate apps, but it's like dollar for dollar. You know, you're, you're not making a big dent. So go down the line and look at your biggest expenses. Usually that's going to start with housing and transportation and see where you can cut things there. Maybe you rent out a room on Airbnb. Maybe you're able to get a place with, you know, lower rent. Um, maybe you lower your car standard and eliminate your car payment. Um, So I would just start at the top down and always, always be willing to negotiate your bills. Phone and internet are so expensive every month, and they will just keep increasing it on you if you don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So we always make it a point at least once a year to negotiate all of our monthly bills.
1: Nice, yeah, And I found that with insurance, too, like our Mm -hmm. auto insurance here. Every, oh, six months or a year, it's just like three hundred dollars more something crazy yeah and we call and they're like oh yeah that's the going rate now and it's like okay so if i go over to xyz company over here they're gonna give me a discount they're like yeah that's that's usually how it works because you're a new customer it's like what so so i pretty much just have to make a phone call like this happened to us last year nicole redid all of our our homeowner's insurance our umbrella and um auto and she by by making some calls literally took like two hours she saved us a thousand dollars a year just from making some calls yeah and 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 it's and switching we had to switch the companies we called our company and said hey uh these guys want to give it to us a thousand dollars less you're going to lose us and they said that's just what we have to do as part of our policy i think they're just banking on people not calling so exactly the point of this Mm -hmm. is call because yeah. you can, you you can, it's easier to save money than it is to make money sometimes. But, and this is one, mm-hmm. this is one, an easy phone call for you to make.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's it.
1: Okay. We're talking about the big expenses then. Is that where you guys started when you looked at trimming back your expenses, the housing, the transportation, things like that?
0: Yeah, that's exactly where we started. Yeah. We got a, um, a one, one in a duplex that was not listed anywhere. my, husband just went for a run around a neighborhood we wanted to be in and just, you know, was looking for, for rent signs. Um, we were able to negotiate our utilities into the rent. Um, we were really nice to our next door neighbor and he let us use his internet. Um, even though it only worked in at the dinner table in it's already tiny duplex and the internet only worked at the dining table. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> we were using our neighbors. Um, yeah, and we drove paid-for cars that were older because um, even if you have newer paid-for cars, you could, you'll could you still pay a little bit more for, for full coverage, and we wanted full coverage, so we didn't skip on that, but we still we have older cars, so it was cheaper. Um, and then we called and negotiated our bills. We did switch over some providers, like, internet and cell phone. We've switched multiple times just mm-hmm. for cheaper rates. So yeah, that's definitely where we started. And, and then also, uh, we switched where we were shopping in person too. So I exchanged target for Walmart as like painful as that was for me. <laughs> um, and then stopped shopping at Publix, which is like the major, uh, grocer down South and switched to Aldi, which was actually a pleasure yeah we I love, love Aldi. Aldi we made yeah. that switch
1: too yeah we love it
0: yeah so so yeah we just we we made switches
1: for that's sure that's cool and you and you and part of that you said you stopped going to restaurants for a period of time too and that, that or at least the challenges you did that that, that yeah during cool.
0: the challenges, we still went out to eat like occasionally because sometimes we were just tired and yeah. I hate cooking <laughs> um so <laughs> And Travis didn't like it either. So sometimes we would find ourselves at Chipotle or something. And, uh, but that's when we discovered mystery shopping. Mm. And so we would mystery shop um, these restaurants that we would never be able to afford. Um, and then we would just get reimbursed for our purchase there in exchange for filling out this form with questions and
1: like a written narrative and stuff. Oh, so, well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's cool. Maybe Another
0: one of those, like getting creative things.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we talked about the large things, the big expenses. What about the small things? I know there's a lot of debate about that. Uh, you know, enjoy your life, don't think about the little things. But do you think that's important to consider when you're trying to save money?
0: Yeah. So, I can't ignore the fact that the little expenses do add up. But I do love my lattes and my little expenses. But I think having them so often where they become a habit. Like I was just running through the drive-thru at Starbucks and getting my latte or my iced coffee and not thinking about it. I didn't really enjoy it as much or love it. And after I started becoming more intentional about my spending and realizing where my habits were, I began to enjoy and love these like little purchases more and they became more special. And I think that's awesome. I think we can still indulge in these little expenses, but taking time to either give them up completely or to cut way down, um, is beneficial. Cause then, then you love them even more. So I think, I think both viewpoints are right actually. Um, but, I think we just need to, we need to figure out like what we're truly enjoying. And for people like me, that's little expenses. And, but for other people, it's like big traveling, like trips and and all that other stuff. So they are more like David Bach where they're giving up the lattes every, you know, every day. So it just depends on who you are.
1: Absolutely. And it's funny. I was just thinking about it. Like the little things could turn into a big thing. If I go and spend whatever twenty dollars a day on something mm-hmm. every day, uh, that's a lot of money, you know. So it's it's analyzing what what makes sense for your situation. And speaking of analyzing, so you and your husband, you said every dollar was was a, a fan favorite of yours in in the house. How often do you guys get together to review the budget or talk about the budget? Is that something you do as a couple?
0: So we did a lot more when we were paying off debt. Mm-hmm. But we still get together every month and talk about our goals, where we want to cut back in spending. And I still make the budget every month. That was like, I'm the nerd and I love making the budget. And so I still do that every month and make sure that we are are spending within our means. But we have a much more flexible budget now because I've never been, um, a great budgeter. I've always liked making it, but I've never liked following it. (laughs) So now I can have a little more freedom in that as long as we're uh, putting towards all of our savings goals first and getting all of our bills paid first, then I kind of have freedom to go where I want with the rest of my money.
1: Well, let's talk about those goals. So you, you guys are debt free now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. So what, what are, what goals are exciting you now? What are you guys planning for with all this uh, extra cash or, or your savings?
0: Yeah. So in 2018, we maxed out a 401k, two Roth IRAs and our HSA. Um, so this year we would like to do that again and wow. also start saving for a uh investment property.
1: That's so, great. That's awesome. Those yeah. are awesome goals. I love that. And um mm-hmm. uh, who who are you working with with the HSA?
0: Um, it's through my work, but oh, we yeah, have through it
1: through PMC. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. There's some uh, for folks that don't have the opportunity at work. I just connected with this company, Lively. It was uh, suggested by um, college investor, Robert Robert Farrington. I just started it like three or four months ago. I love it. It's great. No fees. Because nice. I don't have the option to do it through my work. We do have a high deductible health care plan, but we don't have um, the HSA opportunity. So it's cool that you have that mm-hmm. through work. Yeah. All right, Jen. So there's someone listening right now who's hearing you and they've got a lot of student debt and they want some freedom and they're looking to save more. What is one piece of advice that you would leave with them following this interview?
0: Well, my generic answer might be to go home and make a budget, but I probably wouldn't do that if I was listening. So my (laughs) actionable, easy takeaway is the next time you are going to buy something, whether you need it or it's just an impulse spend or whatever, take 15 seconds and just reflect on the purchase. Ask yourself why you're buying it. Can you justify the answer you've given yourself? And just think about your purchase a little more. Have a little bit more intentionality behind your purchase. And then you will find budgeting to be a lot easier.
1: Wow. I like it. I like it. And where can people find your Amazon best-selling book and connect with you?
0: Yes. Uh, the No Spend Challenge Guide and Meal Planning on a Budget are available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. Um, and if you are a Prime member, then right now you can get the No Spend Challenge Guide for free through March 2019 uh, through Prime Reading. So definitely check it
1: out. I love it. Jen, thank you so much for taking time with us today to inspire us to save more and just generally get more out of life. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Save and invest, then rinse and repeat. Jen and her husband, Travis, have this process down. Super cool. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Jen Smith. Number one, try a no-spend challenge. If you want to hit a big goal or you want to save up for something really important, challenge yourself to cut personal spending from your life for a week or a month. It may be rough at first, but going cold turkey might just do the trick for you. Number two. Take time to reflect on your next purchase. You got to listen to Jen on this one, everybody. The next time you're about to buy something, take just 15 seconds to think about how this purchase will affect your financial goals. That special time in, we'll call it thought, that special time in thought may just help you understand if this purchase is a need or a want. Number three, side hustle away your debt. Jen got busy with freelance writing, ebook publishing, t shirt designing, Airbnb. Is that a word? Airbnb. Anyway. she did a boatload of these hustles because growing her income at her full-time job was too difficult. Now she did get some shingles, which was not fun, you know, from the super side hustling. So I guess we all got to know our boundaries and I'm sure Jen would want all of us to be shingles free. So I guess maybe take on one side hustle and see how it works for you. Enough to make some good money, but not enough to get shingles. So, you know, we got to find that middle ground, right? We'll call it hashtag shingles free side hustles. (laughs) I probably shouldn't laugh about shingles. That was probably not fun, Jen. Anyway, so those are my top three takeaways. Number one, try a no spend challenge. Number two, take time to reflect on your next purchase. And then number three, side hustle away your debt, a.k.a. Hashtag shingles free side hustles. After you get that debt freedom, things just start to open up for you. Jen and her husband, Travis, are maxing out their retirement accounts, growing their businesses, and saving up for an investment property. It is amazing how your world looks when you're debt free. Now it's time to announce the Money Master of the Week. Kenneth from Michigan recently shared some awesome for his young family on Twitter. He and his wife recently paid off their Buick Enclave two years early. They are now driving a paid-for car and they are loving it. The loan was originally set for five years, and they decided, well, let's just throw a bunch of extra cash at it early and be done with this loan. And that is exactly what they did and now they are focused on knocking out their student debt and based on this intensity and their dedication i have no doubt that they will do that very fast kenneth thank you so much for sharing this news with everyone on twitter and congratulations for being our money master of the week do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on this show? You got to send me an email at andy at com or leave me a voicemail at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I would love to hear from you. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do any one of these three things to support this show. Number one, join us in our Thriving Families Facebook community to keep the conversation going, my friends. You can find that at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash FB group or simply typing in Thriving Families in the old Facebook search bar. And the second thing you could do to support this show is subscribe to it on your favorite podcast player of choice, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Podcast. There's a million of them now, man. This way we can hang out every week. And then the last one, number three, share this episode with a friend who wants to save more and become debt-free, like Jen Smith. And you can find this show and all the links and resources mentioned at MarriageKidsandmoney.com slash session one. 25 session 125. 125 episodes. That's pretty that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm feeling proud of that. <laughs> and if you're new to the show, I'd highly recommend you check out session 116, the 10 steps to young family wealth and happiness. You can find that at marriage slash session one sixteen. It is a great place to start. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Seneca. It's not the man who has too little, but the man who craves more that is poor. Enjoy life's free treasures and you'll always feel rich. Carpe diem.